If a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it count as an impression? Hey, it's Will. I write about the intersection of communications and technology, especially for those looking to build new ways to communicate with their B2B clients. Thanks for being here. You can join other CEOs, technology decision makers, and modern marketers who are curious about using smart, simple, effective communications to reach their audiences. Visit willjr.org to learn more. My latest article follows. You know the 18th century saying, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? The response is normally similar to, duh, of course it does. However, maybe the answer is closer to, sound is only sound if a person hears it. What if we applied that same philosophical thought experiment to advertising or messaging in general? A message is only a message if a person hears it. And maybe even take that one more step. A message is only a message if a person hears it and comprehends it. With this additional refinement, we're making a few assumptions. The message was received by the recipient, not just sent by the sender. The recipient related to the message at some level. The recipient knows of us and showed some interest. The recipient engaged with the message. The message was designed properly, allowing the recipient to consume the message. Opens, clicks, save, etc. And we have some sort of stat to measure the above. As B2B communicators, let's put ourselves in the shoes of our sales teams by asking ourselves, what are we selling? Is it a product? A service? Or maybe it's a solution? Or is it something else? It is, in fact, something else. What we're selling and communicating is trust. Trust, when things go wrong, will be there. Trust, we'll stand behind our word. Trust, our interest is in what's best for the client. And as a quick aside, this trust positioning, this will be the Web3 discussion we're left with after all the technical mumbo-jumbo chatter has subsided. So what does this have to do with the intersection of communications and technology? Well, it's the technologies, the platforms, the applications we use to communicate to our clients that tell and sell that story of trust. How we use these technologies, these platforms, these applications is critical to our communication success. And Theranos might be a good and current example of this. From a 2018 MIT Sloan School of Management article, quote, the device didn't work properly and produced inaccurate results, even though the company publicly claimed by 2013 that it could perform hundreds of tests 
and had started deploying it to Walgreens stores in California and Arizona to raise funds. This didn't have anything to do with the product, the, the service, or the solution. Rather, it stemmed from the trust Theranos and its leadership traded on. Once that trust was breached, the company and its products, its services, its solutions, and its leaders began to slide downhill, leading to this week's prosecution with likely more to come. And then there's the shift away from social media. While social media, the platform, take Twitter as an example, may provide some really ugly results, it also has the opportunity to deliver transparency into the thinking of the hows and the whys behind leadership thinking and decision-making and their open conversation with other leaders. Take Aaron Levy as an example. His messages on Twitter have been focused on the impact of Web3 on the future of the internet. Quote, we're completely rewriting history. Centralized platforms are just websites with APIs. All of this is dumb. On its own, that tweet response is just a hot take. Within context, it becomes a learning opportunity about the future of the web, the internet, business, and how today's leaders are thinking about that future. As business communications professionals, we see this as an opportunity to target these leaders on this platform with messaging about our products, our services, and our solutions. And we're pouring billions of dollars into paid digital advertising to reach these leaders in hopes of selling services, products, and solutions, or worse, we're using clicks as a performance indicator of success. Whether social or other platforms, digital advertising no longer works for B2B communications. We're wasting money and time and effort and creativity on the wrong technologies, distributing the wrong messages, resulting in a stain on our business and degradation of the trust current clients and prospects have in our ability to become long-term partners. Let's take the following as a guide. Quote, it was pretty cool to show these innovations, but it was a shitty user experience. That's from the article, The Beginning of a Giant Industry, an oral history of the first banner ad. Quote, there's a big debate in the online industry over whether these little banners have any value over and above the direct marketing applications of the click-throughs that may occur. And the industry in general may be getting a little tired of them. That's from the article, Banner Ads on Internet Attract Users. Quote, we wouldn't put ads on the cover of the magazine. Why would we put them here? Why would we want to drive traffic away from the site before they even enter? That's from the article, Looking Back at Hotwired by Jeffrey Veen. Quote, an ad which isn't working covers a video 
so viewers must watch the ad first. It also illustrates the snowballing dangers of new technology. Once an innovation becomes marginally accepted, its early success can quickly mushroom into dominance, even if pretty much everyone agrees that it is no longer good. That's from the article, Fall of the Banner Ad, The Monster That Swallowed the Web. Quote, all of us have screwed up situations in our lives so badly that we've been forced to explain our actions by reminding everyone of our good intentions. That's from the article, The Internet's Original Sin. Quote, our existing news institutions are ill-equipped to change direction. Faced with the techno technological and societal disruptions of the past two decades, Traditional editorial institutions have become almost paralyzed operationally, politically, culturally. The grist of the social web, addictive content that triggers an emotional response, has bled back into the ethos of news organizations because they had to compete in an algorithmic, algorithmically, algorithmically driven uh, marketplace to survive. Limited entrepreneurial talent on the business side of news media has led to incremental, not transformational, innovation and change. That's from the recent update, JBS Project Coda Memo. Quote, Uber eventually cut $120 million of its $150 million programmatic budget with no impact. The effect was so surprising that they dug deeper and found evidence of fraud. That's from the article, How Uber Discovered That 80% of Its Ads Were Useless. This is the opposite of how we need to approach our business communications. Using this approach, we're basically saying, what can I sell you? Instead of saying, how can I help you? It's time we as communications leaders of our organizations throw our hands up and say, we were wrong. We need to do better. We need to focus on our clients, our markets, our audiences. And spending more and more money and time and effort and creativity on digital advertising is wrong. The reason behind these ad spend decisions is likely one of two responses. We're following trends or we're following the thinking that nobody gets fired for buying IBM. We're supposed to be the creative team. And that carries beyond being creative with imagery and videos and content. We're supposed to be creative in how we communicate with our audiences. Yet our annual budgets continue an increasing focus on social media and digital advertising. One more time, here's highlighting Justin Smith's take on his new venture. Quote, Faced with the technological and societal disruptions of the past two decades, traditional editorial institutions have become almost paralyzed operationally, politically, culturally. Have B2B communications leaders become paralyzed? Unable to shake free from the way we've always done things? Afraid to break out and try something new? Something unique? Something creative? Are we chasing fads in order to keep up with the current trends? 
and sure, there's a happy medium here between organic and paid, between traditional and digital advertising, between brand and demand generation. However, in today's environment, there is no happy and there is no medium. If we as leaders stop and ask the question, why are we doing this? And the answer doesn't include driving trust with our audiences and clients. We need to change and quickly. It's time we refocus on how we drive trust with our audiences and clients and understand how to measure that impact and tell that story. Is this easy to do? No, it is not. Is this the right thing to do for your business, your team's success, your career goals? Yes, it is. How do we do this? Unlike our addiction to social media and digital advertising, it's not instantaneous. It is difficult, and it will include some difficult discussions and decisions. Think about how your sales team, your executive team, your member relations teams engage with their audiences. Then empower your team to create those same experiences with clients and prospects, online and offline events, direct communications with current clients and partners, access to calendars for immediate meeting requests, give the client or prospect what they want, a connection to your team, and start communicating with your clients, not at your clients.